1: The Morning Hookup on ESPN Lincoln (music) Welcome back to The Morning Hookup You hear the music, it's Thursday Let's go, Marco D'Angelo WagerTalk.com
0: Marco, what's up? Oh, the college season's, uh, regular season's over. We got uh, the championship weekend and then uh, bowl games and just NFL left after that.
1: That's right. That's right. I got to ask, how was Turkey Day? Did you get all fat and sassy?
0: I got all fat and sassy, ate, watched football, fell asleep, ate, watched football, (laughs) fell asleep pretty much the entire day.
1: That's (laughs) what I'm talking about. You're living everybody's Turkey Day dream. Right that's there. it. that's awesome well let's go man we got a championship week upon us and might as well not wait let's get it kicking right here oh baby i think this is gonna be a f- i think they're all gonna be great games i hope they are utah usc pac-12 championship lincoln riley year one come on
0: yeah amazing uh you know that some places can hire coaches and they do a good job right out of the gate okay uh <laughs> let's uh talk about usc and uh this has been a great season, obviously, for Lincoln Riley. First time in, and it's going to do wonders for the recruiting next year. But, I gotta look and say, how many big games in a row can USC survive? Now, they played two weeks ago, arch rival UCLA. It was a up and down the field scoring fest, 48-45, they survived. Then they had to play Notre Dame, another rival they play every year, uh, and they took care of business against Notre Dame. Notre Dame, couple costly turnovers in that game, ended up being the difference. They survived there. Now they've got to do it for a third time. We know they've got an explosive offense, but this defense gives up a ton of points. Utah played them at Utah earlier in the year. They rolled the dice at the end of the game when they could have kicked the extra point, Mm -hmm. went to overtime. Instead, they went for the win, and they got the two-point conversion. A lot of people are jumping on USC, saying, hey, all they got to do is win, and they're in. That's true, but that puts the added pressure on them. And the big deciding factor here, Utah coming into the season, they were actually my pick to win the Pac-12 because they have an outstanding offense, which generally they don't have, but they always have that defense, and that's the difference in the game. Both teams can score, but I think Utah's going to make a couple more stops. And let's not forget, this game is right here in Sin City, Las Vegas, a lot of distractions. Utah's already been here, done that last year when they defeated Oregon. I think that's a huge advantage for them already having played a game at Allegiant Stadium. I'm calling it Utah
2: 3127.
1: Yeah, that's one bullet falling right there. Uh huh. Let's not hope another one falls because I'll be sick to my stomach if it does. Well, this next game has a bullet. We got K State versus TCU. Marco, what do you think about this one?
0: Well, we've got, to, what a story at TCU. I, I mean, here they are. All year they were on the, just on the outside looking in, and we kept waiting for that other shoe to fall. Um, I stepped in front of them a couple times this year. Uh, I got away with it um, in the Baylor game by the skin of my teeth, uh, getting the two and a half and uh, losing by one point, so covering. But you got to give them credit for what they've done. The thing is, Kansas State did play them tough the first time they met. And there's a couple things from that game that we got to bring up. Um, Kansas State had a 28-10 to lead in that game. Kansas State, starting quarterback, somebody you're familiar with, Adrian Martinez, got hurt early in that game. They brought in Will Howard. He was playing well, and then he got hurt, had to leave the game for a while. They had to go to the third-string quarterback. They later brought Will Howard back in, but the momentum had shifted, and TCU ended up coming back and winning that game by 10. Now. Because Will Howard has been the quarterback uh, over the last several games, he has done tremendous. Uh, not that Adrian Martinez hasn't had a great year. Uh, I didn't see this good of a year coming from him. I thought there would be an improvement, but he has played well. But Will Howard, 13-2 and touchdown uh, to interception ratio. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards in just five games. And remember, he came in off the bench, so he didn't get the reps that week against... Uh, TCU in preparation. He will for this one. 50 um, 50 if Adrian Martinez is going to be available in this game. I think they will use him for some trick plays. I'm going to go ahead and take Kansas State to pull the upset. Different story for TCU now. Before they had to earn their way in. Now they're on the inside looking out. All they've got to do is win and they're in, and that's a whole different pressure. I'm taking Kansas State. Another mild upset. 34 to
2: 30.
1: Yeah, Marco, in that situation, uh, I mean, just from your perspective, your opinion, how do you see that playing out? If those two things happen, because obviously there's more to, to go on, but that's the three and four that would get beat.
0: It's going to create chaos because everybody is going to be stating the case for Ohio State or Alabama to crash the party. I think if USC loses, they're gone. Forget about it. There is some argument to TCU because they are third and because of how many teams they've played in the top 25 this year and have already beaten that they could you know, barely hang on to the fourth spot. But we will see. I think between Ohio State and Alabama, Alabama's more deserving than Ohio State, and I know there's a lot of debate on that, but the way the committee set it up, they've kind of already screwed Alabama because neither team plays this week, mm-hmm. and they're behind Ohio State in the rankings.
1: True story. True story. Uh, this next game, may have a lot of people smiling because we don't have to worry about Clemson and the soft schedule uh, <laughs> that they play in uh, not-so-happy times down in Death Valley there. But you got Clemson. Taking on those Tar Heels.
0: Yeah, well, you know, as soft as Clemson's schedule is, North Carolina's defense is oh, even it's, it's way softer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't resist that, Phil. Uh, this is a spot, though, that I'm actually going to take the dog because, yeah, Clemson didn't deserve it, but Clemson really got slapped by the committee. Tennessee lost to that same South Carolina team. They got slaughtered, actually, by South Carolina and only dropped a couple spots in the rankings whenever they lost. Clemson loses to the same team by one point, and they dropped four spots, which, basically, the committee said, you're done. They dropped them that many so that they couldn't leapfrog... Ohio State or Alabama. That, that was the reason they did it. They wanted to make sure that didn't happen and leave the door open for those two blue bloods. Um, this is a spot where now that Clemson has no shot for the playoffs, how does Dabo Sweeney get this team really excited about this? Yeah, you could say hey, they're going to try to run up the score and style points and all that. It's not going to matter. They're not moving from where they're at. Um, North Carolina, here, as much fun as I've made about them and their defense. Their offense is spectacular. They can score on anybody, and I think there's going to be a lot of scoring by both teams in this game, so I'm going to actually kind of give you two plays in one, but here's something about the North Carolina team this year. If all you did in a North Carolina game this year was bet the underdog, 9-2-1 to the spread. Woo. We're taking North Carolina. We're going to watch a shootout. We're going to watch the team with the ball last win, and that's going to be North Carolina. 35-34. Add that up. That's over the total as well. People.
2: Yeah!
1: Next game, Marco, we got LSU taking on Georgia.
0: Yeah, this one's interesting. And, guys, you know, you watch this Georgia team, and, you know, at times they look as good or even better than last year's national championship team. And then you look at them other times, and it's like the Kentucky game two weeks ago where they just win 16-6, to and then last week <clears throat> looks like they sleptwalked through the first quarter against their you know, rival Georgia Tech. And again, that's a bigger rivalry for Georgia Tech than it is for Georgia, but they were sleepwalking and then they turned on the afterburners and they run away thirty seven to fourteen. To me, when I see a team like that and I see a team as good as this defense is and you look up and down the schedule and nobody scored a lot of points on them this year, this is a team that sometimes I think plays like they're bored, because they already did this last year, and it's like, can we hurry up and get to when it really counts? And that's, you know, the National Championship playoffs. Uh, I think you're going to see that defense shut LSU down in this game, and I think you're going to see Georgia gradually pull away. We're laying a big number. This is one of the bigger movers of the week as far as the championship games go uh... a lot of money has been coming in both public money and sharp money on the georgia side i can't argue with it and that's the only way i can play it is georgia or pass i have georgia winning thirty eight to seventeen and i tell you to you all, all the time that when you're laying big points I like to have a team that can run the football rather than a team that can pass the football. And people say, well, if you're laying a lot of points, you want to be able to score quickly. No, what you want to be able to do is whenever you're trying to run out the clock in the fourth quarter, you want to be doing what you do best, and that is continuing to keep the clock moving and moving the football while you're doing it and adding to the score. So often you see a team that it's a pass-happy team, and then they try to protect the lead by running the football, and they, they can't run the football, and all they're doing is three and out, and the other team has the ball back for the back door. Let's take Georgia, lay the 17-and-a-half,
2: 38-17. Yeah!
0: Boy, a lot of excitement coming up on
1: Friday and Saturday in the college world, but now we're going to shift over to the NFL, and I'm just – this first game I just look at and I just kind of chuckle. But is it how <laughs> – the storyline just all line up. Deshaun Watson will be back at the helm at, at quarterback for the Cleveland Browns,
0: and he'll be visiting Houston. He'll be, yeah. And <laughs> I hear there's going to be some old acquaintances at oh, the game. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a lot of stuff being said
0: right now, so. Uh, it's going to be fun. So I had to put it on the list at yeah, night. <laughs> of course, you had to. Uh, yay, some of the games that we covered uh, this, this year that we had to, we got to do this one. This is actually, I think, a good spot for Houston to take them plus the points here. And a couple things are in play. One, as you said, we all know the storylines. There's no reason to beat that to death. But let's remember yeah, Deshaun Watson's back. Yeah, he's playing his old team. He hasn't taken a real snap in the NFL in two years. Okay, he got the uh, training camp, and then just the last couple weeks. This whole time he's suspended. He wasn't allowed on the facility, so he is going to be rusty. It doesn't. And you know, everybody's going to say, "Well, you don't need you know a lot of reps to hand the ball off to Chubb and Hunt." No, you don't. But you're still going to have to make throws. Also, this Houston team, yeah, they're one nine and one. They got nothing to play for. Right? Wrong. The reason they're one nine and one, a big reason of it is because of this whole problem that Deshaun Watson created in Houston and caused his, you know, having to be released and benched that year, and this team had no alternative plans because he was supposed to be their quarterback for, you know, the franchise quarterback. This is, they want their revenge. They're going to be sky high. This is going to be their Super Bowl. This is the game they want. They're going to play, and they got nothing to lose. Uh, they can roll the dice in this game and take chances. I'm taking them plus the points. The other reason, do you really want the 30th-ranked defense In the NFL, laying points on the road. (laughs) That's what you got with the Cleveland Browns. No, we're taking Houston plus the points, and let's just make it a you know a clean sweep day and call it another upset 23-21, Because you know I talk about teasers sometimes on the show. How many people are going to take a six point teaser and tease Cleveland down to minus one? Just have to win the game. Doesn't that look really easy, guys? It does. No, <laughs> no we're not doing that. Take Houston upset.
1: Ah, there be so many jokes made in yeah. this game when a ball slips out of a receiver's hand that Deshaun Watson threw. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Going to be fun. Uh, Next game, Marco. We got your Steelers heading to Atlanta.
0: All right, guys, and you you know I love situations, and you know I will bet against my Pittsburgh Steelers as much as I will go with them, and we were on them big on Monday. It was the right spot. You had Indianapolis coming off, a uh, gut-wrenching loss. You know, I like to ride teams with a new coach because it creates a spark until it doesn't, until they lose, okay? Well, they lost that game to Philadelphia two weeks ago when they led the entire game and lost in the final minute of the game. Now they had to go Monday night game. Mike Tomlin, you know his record is an underdog and everything else, but the key to that was the way the – Indianapolis offense matched up against the Steeler defense. The type of teams that create problems for the Steelers obviously are good passing teams and teams with a very mobile quarterback because he can extend the plays or take the ball and run. That is not Matt Ryan, and the Steelers made him look like a statue for most of that game. That's a different story this week. You're facing Marcus Mariota. Not that I'm a big fan of Mariota, but he can run the football, and they do have designed plays for him in this offense for him to do so. And he can extend plays uh, in the pocket. I like Atlanta in this spot. Also, let's look at the schedule, and here's where it gets really sweet for me. The Steelers come off a Monday night performance. Tomlin on Monday night football first the Monday night game for Kenny Pickett, and he gets his first win. Now you've got to play on the road for a second week in a row on a short week. That's always a disadvantage. And look at who the Steelers play next week. They play the Baltimore Ravens, their arch rival, uh, the first place Baltimore Ravens. The Steelers and Ravens hate each other. It doesn't matter what their records are. This is a classic sandwich spot, bad spot for the Steelers, bad X's and O's spot for the Steelers with the style of offense Atlanta has. We're taking the Atlanta Falcons 27-17. to 17. On,
2: oh Yeah!
0: Next game, the, um,
1: the outstanding coaching staff of the Annapolis Colts <laughs> <laughs> will head to Dallas.
0: Oh... Uh. Does anybody know how to read a clock?
1: No, no, no. I said, like you can take those home and use them next week, right?
0: I just, you know, it, it's a situation. I'm watching the game. I'm sitting there with Pittsburgh, and I'm like, why is the clock not stopped? Why is the clock not stopped? Okay, keep it going. What, what's going on here? And I, I, there's just no words for what transpired at the end of the game. And he stuck to his guns post game but the next morning he did a complete reversal and admitted to how bad of a screw-up it was. Now they got to go on the road and play the Dallas Cowboys. I don't want to lay the 11 points with the Dallas Cowboys because too often the Cowboys have a tendency to play to the level of their competition. And after coming off, you win on thanksgiving day and watching the colts on monday night football and the comedy of errors that we saw there Look, they could just show up and think they can win and that's dangerous but do i want any part of taking the colts plus eleven either no because they can get run out of the building what i will take in this game is the under forty three and a half we know what the colts are going to do they are the slowest paced team in the NFL, they want to shorten the game. Obviously, you saw the final minute in 30 seconds they want to shorten the game. This is what they do to try to stay in a game. And we know the Dallas Cowboys do have a good defense, and they can bring pressure uh, on a quarterback. And as I said Last week with the Steelers playing Indianapolis, Matt Ryan is basically a statue back there, and that's going to present problems. I see the Colts running the football a lot and trying to minimize the game and uh, the time of the game, and I see the Dallas Cowboys being content in running the football with a lead and getting in and getting out, and that results in the under 43.5. Last game, Marco. we
1: got Kansas City heading up to Cincinnati. I love how this this matchup has kind of turned into a little bit of a rivalry these past few seasons.
0: Uh, It has, especially, obviously, after last year. And uh, my question is, how in the world did we not get the Dallas-Indianapolis game flexed out of Sunday night football and have this one flexed in? Okay, because this is clearly the best game on the card this week. Now, for Kansas City, their are and they've won five in a row. And I know I've been coming on and taking spots here where I've tried to step in front of Kansas City. Well, you know, if you have stepped in front of Kansas City, and I, and I love this, you know, because, you know, I do the show I do every week, bet on it, and people leave me comments and YouTube. Oh, you're always stepping in front of Kansas City. Well, yeah, they've got a winning record, but they haven't covered the spread two weeks in a row, but once all year. Okay, so they are losing to the spread as many times as they're winning to the spread, which here in Las Vegas, that's all that matters. Okay, so I'm doing okay stepping in front of them, and this is gonna be another spot where I do. And I'm gonna look at this five game winning streak, and to me, it's really tainted. It started with San Francisco. You guys blew them out 44-23. San Francisco, for that particular game, was absolutely decimated with injuries. They had a lot of cluster injuries at certain positions. They had no shot in that game. Then they played Tennessee. They were a 14-point favorite. Why were they a 14-point favorite? Well, Tannehill was out, and there were other injuries to Tennessee, and they only escaped by three. That was one of those ones where you cashed going against Kansas City. The Jacksonville game. Okay, they played Jacksonville. Jacksonville's not a good team. Jacksonville had turnovers in that game. Three of them, or excuse me, I take that back. Kansas City had the three, but they still won. But Jacksonville, we know what their record is. They beat the Chargers on Sunday night football, had to come from behind in the final minute, uh, for the win. And then last week another decimated with injury team, the Rams. So this is going to be the best team since Buffalo that they have faced. And that Buffalo game, we know what happened in that game. Both teams went up and down the field, and then kept shooting themselves in the foot when they got inside the twenty. I'm taking Cincinnati here. This is a team that started a season 0 and two, but they have now gone five and one since they got rid of that old Super Bowl hangover jinx. They're playing well right now. Joe Burrow is gaining confidence with his other receivers as he's missed uh, Chase uh, with the injury. I like. Cincinnati, I know everybody's going to bring up, this is the revenge game of the year for Kansas City because Cincinnati knocked them out of the AFC Mm -hmm. championship game and they blew that big halftime lead. I know all of that, but here's a stat for you. Cincinnati is 11-3 the last two seasons as an underdog. Another stat, Kansas City is just 3-17 against the spread if they are... Coming off gaining 450 or more yards in three straight games, wow. that's what they're doing. Three and 17 guys. That's a pretty big stat to ignore. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Cincinnati. We're calling it 34-30. It'll be a fun one.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, I want to ask you guys
1: real quick because as we were talking, uh, I'm. I would say breaking news out of the uh college football world. They just announced that the playoff is going to 12 teams beginning in 24.
0: There you go. We knew it was going to happen. It w- it wasn't a question of when, uh, of will it, it's when. Um, 12 is going to make it interesting. Uh, now nobody can complain that they didn't get in except the 13th, number 13 team. Uh, there will always be somebody unhappy. But let's face it, every year it comes down to there seems to be three automatics and then there's such a debate for that fourth one. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised they went to eight. I was thinking they might start out with a smaller format, or to 12, but uh, let's, that's more games to bet on. Who could complain?
1: I'm here for all of it. Marco, (laughs) we appreciate you, man. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners again, because we missed you last week. Where can they go Uh, find you?
0: No problem, guys. Hey, you never have to miss us if you download our app wager talk tv we've got all of our shows on there and of course i do shows every week so if it happens to be a week that we're not on the air you can still see or hear me go download that and of course follow me on twitter at marco in vegas and uh check out the youtube channel and you know what show i like you to watch (laughs) that's
1: right baby well marco we appreciate you man uh thanks for taking the time take care of yourself we'll talk to you soon
0: all right take care guys
1: Marco D'Angelo, WageTalk.com right there. If you missed anything or you got in late there, you can go to ESPNLincoln.com right after the show. That's where you can find Marco's picks. Just take a listen at that. All right, get back. We're going to relax, reset, because the celebrity just walked in. We'll be right back with Cap and Corey.